We've got winners and losers from Fantasy Week 3. Let's get started right now on FFT and 5. I'm Adam Azer, joined by Heath Cummings as we recap, that's the word, a busy, busy Sunday. Uh, Hopefully the injuries weren't too bad. I know the A.J. Brown injury really stunk, but it doesn't seem like we had too many injuries in this week, so that was a good thing. Heath, um, let's start with Justin Fields. I know that's not the the normal place we'd start, but it was really discouraging, and really all of the rookie quarterbacks, and they're, they're not playing well, and they're hurting their passing game options as well, like Allen Robinson and Corey Davis and, and whatnot. Um, but what do you make of Fields? Uh, can you drop him, or should we wait another week? I mean, this was a really tough matchup, and Matt Nagy did a really job, bad job designing an offense. He was awful. Um, I would prefer not to drop Fields just because they're facing the Lions this week, and I feel like there's a chance there's a bounce-back performance. I'd be more willing, of course, to drop someone like Zach Wilson. Most people already have. I'd be more willing to drop Trevor Lawrence. We've seen a larger sample size of him being bad. But if you're in a bad pinch, if Fields is your only quarterback, you got to go find somebody else. But otherwise, I, I'm mostly holding him as a second quarterback, hoping that I can start him in the future. And I'm, that's not, this didn't change anything. What do you think about some winners this week? Like you have Saquon Barkley as a winner. You have a couple of wide receivers who might be available in in Well, Renfro is going to be available in most leagues. Emmanuel Sanders you have too. Um, yeah, give me your thoughts on some week three winners. Yeah, I thought Barkley got back into that must-start territory. I'm not sure that he's shown enough to say that he's back in the top-five conversation, but he's definitely back in that must-start running back conversation. We, If you rostered him through the first couple of ugly weeks, you should be rewarded from this point forward. The offensive line still looks bad. I don't think the rushing efficiency will be great, but I was mostly just really encouraged when they made Devontae Booker inactive before the game. I thought, well, that shows you. We're there. Saquon Barkley's <laughs> full, full go now. And he'll be a top 15 running back every week and probably a top 10 running back most weeks. I think Emmanuel Sanders had a chance. Like, I didn't really buy into it. And then week one, he had all the air yards, but we didn't get the production. Week two is a little better. He looked awesome in this game. giving He's going to be a real problem for opposing teams, and he might be a problem for Stephon Diggs as well. I want to talk about the losers that Dave gave, actually, on the full-length show, right? Big-time names. Jonathan Taylor. Allen Robinson and Kyle Pitts. Those were Dave's losers. Taylor had 10 carries and one catch. Robinson had two catches for 27 yards on six targets. And Kyle Pitts had two catches for 35 yards on three targets at the Giants. Uh, What do you think about these three players? How concerned are you about Taylor, Robinson, and Pitts? I'm in relative to where they were drafted. I'd say I'm most concerned about Pitts. But relative to where I thought him at the beginning of the year, I, th- I just think Pitts is a low-end starting tight end. We saw TJ Hawkinson have a game that was worse than this today. Like, unless you're one of the truly elite tight ends, you're probably going to have games like this every third week or so. He had an encouraging week one based on the targets, a good week two, and a miserable week three. But I think for what you invested in him, you're pretty much still starting Kyle Pitts because no one else is emerging off the waiver wire that you should feel any more confident in. Jonathan Taylor, I'm actually a little bit concerned in just not so much because I'm surprised at how much work my minds is getting, but because I'm surprised at how bad the Colts are. They're playing from behind most of the time. Their defense isn't as good as we thought it was. The offensive line hasn't been healthy and certainly isn't as good as we thought it was. And so I'm just worried they're going to be in more situations where it's beneficial to play Hines over being beneficial to play Taylor. I still think he's in that Barkley range of a top 15 back. I don't think he's going to justify the first round price tag. Your losers were Tyson Williams, who had five carries for 22 yards at Detroit, Rondell Moore, who had two catches, nearly scored a rushing touchdown, and Devin Singletary, who was outplayed by Zach Moss and had fewer touches than Zach Moss. Tyson Williams, Rondell Moore, Zach Moss, are they droppable? 
This is the Fool Jew group of players. We thought Devin Singletary had the starting job. Fool Jew, he does not. Um, I don't want to drop any of these guys, really. Uh, Rondale Moore would be the easiest to drop just because what he did was a little bit fluky in week two. And I think he's good, and he was leading the team in targets, but he's also not playing the same number of snaps as the other wide receivers or running the same number of routes. It looks like they view him as a gadget player, and maybe it's more matchup-based. I'm not sure we're going to know the matchups from week to week when they're going to plan on using it more. All right, that is FFT in five. We had a whole long show with Dave on and plenty of great info, so please check it out. That's the Fantasy Football Today feed. Thanks so much for watching and listening, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow on FFT in five.